0: Hello, friends. Today's Food for Thought is about paradoxes of scripture. This is part three of three parts. As a reminder, a paradox is defined as a statement that apparently contradicts itself, yet can be true. So what we've been talking about is how we can see things from a heavenly perspective instead of from a worldly perspective. In our first talk, we covered three paradoxes. Life is Loss and Death is Gain, Weakness and Strength, and Poor is Rich. Our second talk, we covered three more, Finding Joy in Trials, Feeling Worthless but Precious, and The Least is the Greatest. This third talk addresses the paradoxes of The Last Shall Be First, Giving is Receiving, and To Lead is to Serve. So let's begin. Paradox number one, the last shall be first. You'll find this in Matthew chapter 19 and 20. In the first one, Matthew 19, 23 to 30, Jesus says that those who have left everything will get eternal life. The apostles have asked about what they're going to get for following him. They're probably thinking about positions of power in the world. What they come to learn is that they will give up everything in this world to follow Jesus. And instead of being the ones in power... They choose powerlessness in the world for glory in heaven, and believe me, it's a better deal. We sometimes resent those who seem to have everything in the world, money, power, beautiful things. They're the first in the world, but none of that carries any weight in heaven. It might actually make it more difficult for them to enter into eternal life. Jesus said it's harder for the rich to enter heaven than a camel to go through the eye of a needle. He's not saying that the rich won't be in heaven. It's more about what money means to them or what power means to someone. Am I striving to be in first place in the world? That's not what God calls us to be. The world tells us to go for first place, to take care of yourself first. But God tells us that's wasted effort. It only satisfies here in the world. And even then, it's not very satisfying. So part of this paradox is putting ourselves last. It's not always about me. Another aspect of it is to care about the least. Matthew 25, 40 talks about that. And really that's what Jesus talks about all through his preaching. We are serving God and and we give food to the hungry and clothing to the naked and so forth. If my attention is focused on the greatest in the world I've ignored those who are most in need. And that's meaning that I'm not caring for the least. The second passage, which is Matthew 21 to 16, is about the laborers in the vineyard who come to work last and get paid first. Those who worked all day resent that they get paid the same as those who only came at the last hour. So how do we, how do we interpret that? When we look at it from faith, do we welcome the repentant sinner? It's like the brother of the prodigal uh, prodigal son who's resentful that his brother returns and gets the royal treatment when he's been faithful to his father his entire life. If her mind is rightly formed, we rejoice at one sinner who repents, just like the angels in heaven, as it says in Luke 15, 7. There's another aspect of this paradox, and it's our faith. Do we see ourselves as first because of our faith in God? Are we proud of our, faith in an, of our faith in an arrogant way? We shouldn't be because it's a gift from God. It's not something we've done. But do we look down on those who are not as advanced as we are? We shouldn't. God doesn't. Jesus ate with sinners and tax collectors. That's how he was able to bring about conversion. So these scripture passages should help us reflect on who we see as first and last and where we see ourselves. Are we? first or last, and how that perception affects the way that we love God and serve our neighbors. Our second paradox is, to give is to receive. This is in Acts 20, 32 to 35. Paul writes that it's more blessed to give than to receive. He actually says this is a teaching of Jesus, even though it isn't written in any of the Gospels, but certainly it was what he taught, right? So think about when you've given a gift to another person. How does that make you feel? If we give without expecting a return, we feel great. If we give without letting others know, we enjoy the giving without getting recognition in this world. So we are always blessed when we give, but only if we give without expecting something in return. We're called to give freely and joyfully. And it's important to know that we can't outgive God. Have you ever prayed for something small and received much more? I remember praying for something at Mass one day, asking God to to take care of it within the next week. And immediately after Mass, someone comes up and provides the answer. Think of Jesus and Peter when he's told to cast his net after a night with no fish. There were so many they couldn't handle it alone. In both of these examples, God wants to give us more than we think or dare to ask. So don't be afraid to ask for big things, and don't be afraid to give like God gives. The other side of this paradox is receiving. Are you able to receive, or would you rather be giving? My dad struggled with needing help in his last year. He could no longer drive, and he needed to ask for rides. And that was such a gift to those who provided a ride. But at the same time, Dad felt embarrassed to be in need. Many people who are great at serving through their lives find it difficult when their bodies no longer allow them to serve, and they now must be the ones that are receiving. They think of themselves as a burden when they never saw those who they served as burdens. They think they no longer have a purpose when, in fact, their purpose is to provide the gift of serving to others. This also brings to mind the acts of mercy. There are spiritual acts of mercy and corporal acts of mercy, The corporal acts of mercy relate to the body. They're feeding the hungry and visiting the sick and clothing the naked and so forth. These are ways that we serve when our bodies are strong. The spiritual acts of mercy are for the soul. And we should be doing these as well, even when our bodies are strong. But they they include things like counseling the doubtful, instructing the ignorant, bearing wrongs patiently, forgiving offenses, and so forth. Maybe when you no longer have the strength for the corporal acts of mercy, God is freeing you up for the spiritual acts of mercy. We should be doing both, caring for body and soul, but sometimes we forget the spiritual. So this paradox of giving and receiving, we're blessed when we give. And sometimes God asks us to bless others by receiving a gift from them. The third paradox To lead is to serve. This is especially illustrated in John 13, 1-17. It's the Last Supper, and Jesus washes the feet of his disciples, and he tells them to do the same. He's the supreme leader of our universe, and he came to serve us, his subjects. What kind of a God does that? Our God. There's been a lot written about servant leadership in the business world. It's the same for us in the spiritual life. We're called to serve when we're leaders and maybe you lead a small group at church like I do. I lead a group called Sisters in Faith. When I lead the group I'm actually there to serve them, to serve their spiritual needs and the joy I have in doing that is great. So who in our lives should we be serving? Well first is those who are closest to us, our family, the ones we live with. Then Those who God brings into our lives to serve. It could be our extended family or our in-laws, our neighbors, our friends, maybe even strangers. There's one caution here. Just because someone asks you for something doesn't mean you're supposed to serve them. Bring it to God and see if that's His will. This is especially relevant with people who have addictions, but it isn't limited to that. We should not be enabling behavior that's unhealthy spiritually for someone. It's a hard balance to manage, and sometimes you need experts to help discern. Groups like Al-Anon or a counselor or a spiritual director. We are called to serve, but not to be a doormat. Also, when we serve, it can lead to resentment, and if so, that means that our heart isn't pure in the way that we're serving. Maybe we resent that we're the only one serving a particular need, or we resent because we didn't want to serve, but we felt guilted into it. So if you're feeling resentment, check your motivation to see why. 1 Corinthians 13.3 is all about love. It says, if I give away all I have and I deliver my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. So we're called to serve with love. Not to get something in return, not out of guilt. Can you serve with a pure heart? Consider the example of Jesus. He served the crowds over and over. And then he stopped and spent time alone in prayer. So don't ignore your prayer time to serve. You want to have both. When we serve, we lead the way for others to do the same. It's what Jesus did at the Last Supper. Lots of aspects to this paradox of leading by serving. So that's our food for thought, right? And here's your question to help apply these ideas to your life. Which of these paradoxes Last is first, giving is receiving, leading is serving. Do you find most difficult to believe and why? Sit with that paradox for a while. Bring it into your prayer life. Ask God to show you where you're resisting his truth, where you don't have faith, where your perspective is of the world and not of heaven. That's all our food for today. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.